Black High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the, magic the Gathering, whether or not you enjoy it. Whether or not you can say it. You know what? Yep. We're here for you. That's right. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we're going to do something very important, a vital service for the whole yes. community. We are going to solve all magic debates. Yep. It's going to end here. The, the buck stops here. You yes, know what they say? Exactly. We asked on Instagram and we asked on Twitter a couple, like a week ago. Yeah. What are some hot debates you have with your magic friends? And now we're here to bring the gavel down on them. You know what? There have been a lot of issues plaguing the community. Fights go on for years. Animosity yes. exists between family members. Exactly. But no longer. No longer. We are here to arbitrate every dispute and hand down a final ruling. We're like Judge Judy's. Yes. Or Judge's Judy, if Judge- you will. <laughs> It's absolutely Judge's Judy. <laughs> Which is another debate we could have solved if you asked us a question about that. But, yep, uh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Before we get into solving all of these debates and once and for all closing the lid on a lot of disputes in the magic community, we want to say thank you to everybody who supports our show on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. That's right. Now is usually the moment in our show when we would take a second to acknowledge and thank specifically the people who have become patrons in the last week. However, we are recording this episode a couple of days early because yeah. Maria is heading out of town. Bye. Uh, and so we do not have those thank yous, but don't worry. We will catch up with everybody that we have to thank from the very bottom of our hearts next episode. Yeah, if you can, head on over to patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Become a member. It only takes a couple of minutes and you're doing a great thing by supporting artists and content creators that you consume their content every single week. Hopefully we're here for you every single week and we want you to keep coming back every single week so if that's you please become a member of our family right now in the springtime believe it or not is actually our lowest patronage time of the year so so consider becoming a patron during this you know transitional season for everybody yeah exactly we need we need your boost peeps And also as well, thank you to Card Kingdom. Head on over to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF if you need anything for your magical existence. Uh, they've got it. That's right. Card Kingdom is an excellent place if you are looking forward to drafting some Time Spiral oh, Remastered. Yeah. Absolutely. Number one place to go and get that. It'll be here as soon as it possibly can be. Yeah, they're now accepting pre-orders over at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Use our affiliate links to buy anything that you need in your magical life, including Time Spiral Remastered. Pre-orders now open, and they just dropped a whole bunch of new battle decks over there, too. Ooh, sick. They're battle decks. We've always said great way to teach people and introduce new people to magic because you can get them started with decks that are not going to have too many wild things going on. Yeah. They're going to be nice to play against one another. Uh, great way to teach people. As the weather warms up and you start to think, oh, maybe I can see people outside, you know, playing a, a nice game of battle decks outside sounds yeah. like a, a treat to me. Oh. Oh, pack a picnic? Yeah, exactly. What a time. Eat a grape off the vine. What? <laughs> oh, I've never thought break, about that. Break into an orchard, eat a grape off the vine, play yeah. a game of battle decks. A vineyard. Wait, question. What's the difference? Is it only a vineyard if they're using the grapes to make wine? Or is it a vineyard no matter what? Because grapes, no matter the purpose, grow on a vine. And is it an orchard as well with subtype vineyard? Oh, man. Or is it orchard only if it's trees? <laughs> Are grapes growing on bushes? They grow on vines. Yeah, but what is the vine? What do you mean? 
mean what's a vine? A <laughs> is vine? it a tree or is it a bush? It's it's <laughs> neither. It's a vine. <laughs> Unless you're saying, is this like a rhombus and square situation? Uh, no, I'm just wondering if, once again, we're talking about super types and types here. Yes. <laughs> Looks like we have some more debutes, disputes <laughs> to solve here on this episode. Some debutes. <laughs> everybody it's time to settle some magic disputes that's right um these ones we sourced from you all yeah all across the internet so we've got some spicy ones and some mild ones i'll yeah we've got some mild salsa spicy salsa i put on my judge robes yeah uh, for this you know special day they're very colorful thank you and i went in the british fashion and wore a wig Oh, I didn't even think to bring my wig a white powdered wig wow i thought okay do their members of parliament, did they used to wear wigs? I don't know. Was that only like the peers? Were, it, or maybe, was it the was just, maybe it was just the fancy w- w- house. Who knows? The house of lords. I don't know. Another I thing know. we have to settle on the wow. show. <laughs> we have so many questions. Gosh. They just keep popping <laughs> they up. They really, really do. All right. First okay. big debate. This one, I think, is one of the biggest issues in magic. And especially in the, I think in the past, it was more so than it is today. Yeah. But people still talk about it. Is it okay to be a filthy net decker? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Why would you not use that information that is available to you? Yeah. It's like, you know, if you, I mean, like if you don't want a net deck fine you can be amish or whatever right you don't have to access this information but uh it's there and it's free and it's available to the public telling people that they shouldn't use it it's just kind of silly like if you don't want to or you want to have like a play group where you're like hey we'll agree to not net deck right how could you do it you'd have to really cut yourself off from information (laughs) but you could yeah but these days, so much of what we talk about in Magic is like, what does the metagame look like? Yeah. What do these decks look like? How are you supposed to not net deck? Do you wish you could go back to the time that existed before the internet play Magic? Like when there wasn't <gasps> yeah, net decking? Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be really cool. Unfortunately, it's literally impossible <laughs> unless you everybody cuts themselves off from it. Yeah. So. so this, I think, rises a lot from the, the fact that there was a time when net decking wasn't a thing because the internet wasn't as much of a deal. Yeah, right. And so people like deck innovation was a much bigger part of the game absolutely and you know it is sad that that doesn't exist anymore but it's just a reality that we have to live with (laughs) and you know what there are still some people who come up with cool variations or people who innovate the new deck yeah and i think one of the things that can happen because of the ability and how easy it is in that deck that a lot of people just do that and they kind of ignore some stuff that could be on the horizon yeah you know do you remember when um let's see let's think of a deck that came out at the at the very last minute um um, with Mox Opal and, you know, Sacrifice Loop. What am I thinking of? Kethis Combo. Yeah. That was a deck that came into Standard, like, with a week left of Standard. Yeah. So, like... And, like, maybe if people hadn't been so focused on, like, what is, like what does the internet say is yeah. the best deck? Right, exactly. They would have found it sooner. Yeah. So there are upsides to not net decking. But yeah. it's totally fine. Of course it's fine to be totally a net fine. decker. Who cares? Um, next up is what is the real identity of the Raven Man? Ooh. The Raven Man is a spooky gent from Liliana's backstory. Yeah. Um, who shows up as an inauspicious, I would say inauspicious, like omen at times. I don't know. I don't know. But what if it's just the raven that's in Kaldheim that just <laughs> It's you, just an augury it's raven. Just an it's, augury just raven. Or, it's just like one normal raven. <laughs> it's a three-three right. three for four man. Here we go. We solved the identity of the raven man. The raven man is 
Augury Raven. Just a normal Raven. Just a Raven. <laughs> just a normal Raven. Hey, sorry, we don't make the rules. We just let you know what the truth is, and that's the truth. Next up, uh, last Wait, from the what? Okay, what? I know that we we saw, um, like her brother's zombie. Like you remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, once upon a time, but what if it was like the angry spirit of her brother come back as a demon later? Ooh. Okay, there's a hot theory for what you. What if it was Nickel Bull? <laughs> it, or like, what if it? I think people have been like, what if it's Merritt Lage? Oh, that would be cool. Like some other, anyways. But but we've solved not, it. None of these it's things. It's an augury raven. It's an augury raven. Okay. <laughs> Blast from the past is Dan Dan a good card? Okay, so Dan Dan is blue blue for a four one. Can't attack unless defending player controls an island. When you control no island, sacrifice Dan Dan. And it is a picture of two boats. But there's a fish underneath. There's a big <laughs> oh, fish underneath. Oh, that's the Dan Dan. Yes. I see. And someone was also saying, like, is this card spooky? Um, yes, this card is spooky. Oh. I am spooked by things underwater that you cannot see. I wish it was just two boats. I'm very spooked <laughs> by dams, for instance. <laughs> Find them true. very scary. That's true. So this is scary in the same way. But no, this card is not good. No, it's terrible. <laughs> this card is quite bad. Unless uh, you are playing against your friend at Kitchen Table Magic and they always play blue. <laughs> Yeah, and even then, it's a four-one. I guess for it's two. fine. That's whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. This next question um, is hot topic. Yeah. Universes Beyond, which is magic expanding to include other IPs like Lord of the Rings and Warhammer 40K coming up here. How far is too far? Specifically, someone asked, would Family Guy be too far? <laughs> Definitively, yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no question. Oh, gosh. This is this is so... I wouldn't like... I would not like it. I would... I would be real mad. But is it? Okay, what's the line? What's? Can you identify the line? Can you set the line? I can't. <gasps> Do you know what, though? Wait a second. Last week, we yeah. were trying to talk about which universes beyond would really make us so excited. Yeah, you said. And I didn't even. Okay, at first, I I do stick by my original answer, which was Studio Ghibli. Yeah. But my other answer is obviously, I can't believe I didn't think of this, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, I was just going to say Avatar. Obviously. Yeah. So, um, will you accept My Little Pony? Yes. <laughs> so, I feel like if we're accepting My Little Pony, we've got to accept Family Guy. Do we? I don't know. No, those two things are not equivalent. <laughs> okay, Family Guy is the line. Family Guy is the line. Um, yeah. I don't know why, it. but it just is. What about The Simpsons? <laughs> no. Simpsons over the line. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a cartoon that could like fall on either side of the spectrum here. I don't know. Rick and Morty. I feel like there would be people who would want to see it. I do not. So it's over the line. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's over the line, but I feel like there are people who would argue that it's not. So like modern, modern day cartoons. Maybe. That are funny. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. We've set the line at Family Guy. Okay. okay. That's all we can do for you. <laughs> Uh, next up is Delver playable in modern. Not ever since they banned Treasure Cruise. Rest in peace. Sad news. Ripperino. I remember playing against Delver many a time. Yeah. Back in the day. But you um, know what? Now isn't forever. Yeah, it's true. Maybe it'll come back. There was a time like it was really spicy when Treasure Cruise was legal in oh, modern yeah. for that brief time. Absolutely. Oh, it was good. And you know what? Do what makes you happy. It was a fun deck too. I yeah, say that as somebody who would not play that deck, but like I, I'm, I'm here for it. That was a good deck. Oh, 
got to be turned into a little bug. Oh, that's what. Do you remember when Treasure Cruise? <laughs> I'm like thinking about Delver Secrets being the bug and how cool that is. And you're just over here thinking about Treasure Cruise. Don't worry. It'll be back in time spiral, Megan. I know. You can draft Treasure Cruise. Like if they wanted to get me to play a format, putting Treasure Cruise in it, it's the way to go. There you go. Uh, next up, qu- question close to my heart uh, from Cube April. Is Mono White playable? I think the answer for a lot of people is no. I guess you always got to ask, like if people are going to ask yeah. about cards and stuff here and we got to be like, what format are you talking about? The answer you're looking for, though, but large, no. largely no, no, no. People tried to make it happen at the league weekend. Yeah. Didn't really Didn't happen. happen. Look, Gretchen, stop trying to make mono white happen. I made mono white happen at a GP a few years ago. GP Minneapolis. Oh, that's um, right. And that was a very Mono good deck. White was a thing for a while. It was a deck then. Thraben Inspector. With Thraben Inspect. <gasps> and what a great card. Um, and what was the card? Gosh, that that exiled all creatures that shared that, that were the same name. Ooh, Declaration and Stone. Declaration and Stone. Nice. I love that card with deck all of my being. Great card. Um, but since then, I don't really, I don't can't speak to vintage formats, but like, not it hasn't. It hasn't been a thing you can play, unfortunately. Very sad. Sorry. 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 Uh, Question seven. How do you pronounce Jite? The way she just did it. There you go. All right. (laughs) Settled forever. Do people say Jite? Yeah. Oh. Or Jite? Jite? I don't know. People say it different. Jite. But it's definitely Jite. Right? I mean, I don't technically know, but we are the arbiters. So That's right. Okay. Uh, how do you pronounce mana? Mana. mana. Okay. Yep. I know some people say mana. Mana. Are you very so fancy? Fancy. Where's your tea to sip? <laughs> you pronounce it mana. Gavel down. It's <laughs> mana. I'm from Minnesota. That's how I say my A's. Mana. Mana. <laughs> Egg roll. Egg roll. What's more important in deck building, flavor or unique ideas? Oh, personal preference. Good question. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, right? If you want to build a super flavorful deck, yeah, go for it. Yeah, 100%. I think fla- if I can make a flavorful deck in a format like Standard or Historic, which are the two formats I play the most right now, I count that for myself as like super awesome, super cool win because I love synergistic tribal decks. Yeah. So that for me is like the holy grail. Unique ideas I'm not so concerned with, but that's just me. Yeah. Like there are people out there who are like, I don't want to be told to play vampires just because there's a bunch of vampires that synergize in this set. And like, that's sick. You know, like there are people who are way more excited about stuff like um, Prime Speaker Vanifar. Sure. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, you could do some really wild stuff with. That's people wanting cool. to make pod happen constantly. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think there is something very fun about when there's flavor, uh, like enough flavor in a set that you could make it. Make it a thing. Yeah. Remember when we made the all dogs go to heaven deck? Yes. How could I ever forget Think about that? You all, it was back when the, what was it? Community Super League. Yeah. And it was in no ban list modern, was or it? Or something like that? Something wild. I don't remember. It, we just, or was it a movie theme? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, point is, point we is. made a deck that we named all dogs go to heaven and yep. it was just dogs and rats. <laughs> So good. So good. And also the community, speaking of the community, Super League, what was it? The community cup making oh, the hungry Spriggan modern That's deck. That's right. Where the hungry Spriggan was just needed lots of lots of food and mm-hmm. treats in his deck. And that was all flavor. It was terrible, <laughs> but it was flavorful. So my yeah. answer has got to be flavor. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Is Tron great or terrible? Oh, another hot button issue. Both, man. Both. Both. It's like Schrodinger's cat of magic decks. Yeah. When it's <clears throat> when you haven't opened the box, yep. it is both great and terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you open the box and they make seven mana on turn three and you're like, this yeah. is terrible. Well, you know, like think about it. When you sit down and play Tron, you get seven mana on turn three, you're like, this deck's the greatest thing ever. Or you sit down and all you have are your stupid like Urza's mind tower and power plants and nothing to show for it. And yeah, you're like, and you're this, like deck's well, this deck is terrible. Terrible. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Both. Both. Uh, question 11. Should you always bolt the bird? Ooh, yeah, man. I think so. for a reason. Yeah. This, you know, like... Bolt that birdie. Don't count your chickens before you're hatched. Yeah. But make sure you hatch it every chicken you see. Frostbite that goose. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. As bolt the bird. But no, it is look, more relevant. I am hereby moving that the phrase changes from bolt the bird <laughs> to, to frostbite, frostbite the, the goose. goose. You frostbite that goose? Hey, man. You frost, hey, should you frostbite the goose? Always. Always. Always, <laughs> Always frostbite the goose. <laughs> I don't, I do wonder. I do think that, right, in modern, it was just such a thing for a long time because yep. you don't want them to make a turn three play on turn two. Yeah. And Birds of Paradise just quite good. Is it, has it always been the case, right? Like, I would argue that in the world of Llanowar Elves, it isn't always the answer. Well, for sure. Because Land of War elves, elves only makes green. Yeah. And all of your elves are going to probably tap. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't <laughs> when even matter. When it comes matter. down to it. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I know I've sat across board states where there's a bird. And I have like some removal in my hand and I'm like, am I supposed to bolt this thing? Yeah. And I'm saying bird in quotation mics. M- mics. Quotation mics. Quotation marks. Quotation mics. Um, cause this, this can come up in any format yeah. where you like a versus the goose or whatever. And you're like, do I want them to be able to make some more mana? Is that the important thing to me? Or, or do, do I, I want to save this removal save for like a later threat? Yeah. I think it's Real case tough. by case basis, but generally, yeah. Yes. Frostbite the goose. Frostbite that goose. <laughs> um, just, just like I one. do on Thanksgiving. <laughs> how do you, fro- how do you as Too a person? Too long in the freezer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Weird. Uh, next up is Agent of Treachery, just prime time in disguise. I suppose it could be. You don't know what's under that hood. No, no. That sure. agent c- c- is a well. Okay, Agent of Treachery is Agent of Treachery, and also prime time. Wait, what? You know what I'm saying? No, because you just get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> or you can just steal a land, in which case it's doing like a prime time impression. Impression. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with sure. All right. Why yes. not, man? The answer is yes. Uh, what is the best format? Draft. Draft. Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. Uh, um, is it Moxin or Moxes? I really like the person who asked this was also like, because you don't put your cards in Boxin. <laughs> but I move Relevant. that it's Moxin and we start calling plural of boxes Boxin. <laughs> We're not only changing your magical life here, but also how people will look at you in real life. Exactly, right? Like moxin, great, fun way to say plurals. Hey, can you hey boxin? Uh, can you bring those moxin over here? I'm moving. Yeah. Bring those boxin over. Oh, I sorry, I meant boxin. I need a stack of boxin. Okay, like let me show me your collection of moxes. Oh yeah. Hold show on. me your collection of moxin. Yeah. That's my cat's name, so I can't yes. get behind this. <laughs> Wait, what? You are you telling me you don't think moxin is the correct plural? I'm telling you that I would. Okay, you see, you see four black lotuses. Yes, 
And why do you say those as a group? Black Lotusin. <laughs> Check out those moxes. I would say moxes, I think. The white black lotuses aren't moxes. Okay, okay, sorry. Not mox. <laughs> I don't mean. Okay. You have a mox there. Mox opal. Okay. The worst. Check out those moxes, is what I would say. What wow. would you say if you saw them on a the table? Look at those moxen. I don't know if you would. <laughs> I feel like we want to be the people who would say moxen, but we might just say moxes. Okay, fine. Moxes. Okay. But boxen. Okay, moxes okay. and boxen. Verdict. Done. Um, what's diff- what's what's between dece and feast? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with niece. Niece. Obviously. I think that one came to us pretty quickly. Yep. Dece, um, niece and feast. Yeah. You know. Naga versus snake. Well, a lot of people also have this argument of hound versus dog. Yes. Since that errata. But Naga are specifically wizard snake snakes. people. Yes. Yeah. Like wizardy snake people. And snakes are specifically snakes. snakes. So they are two different things. Yeah. Um, you know, if there was a snake that was vaguely humanoid and could cast spells at me, I wouldn't call that a snake. Yeah. Naga. I would call it a Naga. Well, we're not going to spend much more time on this question ah! because... <laughs> I think we answered it. <laughs> Next up, what is the most underserved tribe? Oh, speaking of. Oh, yeah. They wanted to know if it was dogs or dwarves. It's uh, not dwarves. No, dwarves has getting, we have lots of cool yeah, dwarf stuff. And, they, and they're pretty new stuff. Yeah. Um, the new forge, ma- the red white forge master. Yeah. That's a really cool card. Um, dogs, I feel like, are now getting their due. Yeah, they're getting more dogs. They're getting their day. How uh, about goats? Goats. I think goats are pretty underserved. There's not a lot of goats. Not enough goats for sure. I personally want more cats. I know a yes. lot of people want more horses. Squirrels. Ooh, I Squirrels, want more horses. Obviously, like unicorns, I think would yeah. be very cool. Yes. There's not enough Pegasus slash unicorns for yeah. a deck based Ooh, on that. Pegasi. Yeah. Pegasi specifically. That's what I'm going with. My overall answer is squirrels because I want to make a squirrel deck. But even though there's Toski now. I mean, yes. Thank God for Toski. Toski. He makes the whole world possible, yep. but uh, there's just not enough support for Tosks, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Unfortunately. All right. So Maria says squirrel. Squirrel. Um, is Watsy trying to turn modern into the new legacy? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Guess we'll find out once we go back to like paper tournaments and stuff. I don't think you can. Right? There's stuff in legacy that's just not legal in modern. Yeah. Because modern came later. I mean, like pushing it to the side. Yeah. Oh, you, you know? think they mean, is it making it the new legacy? Like they're not going like, to really support, support it. it. And Pioneer is the new modern. Correct. Hmm. I hope not. I like modern. Yeah, I like modern too. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I think we just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. I think that this is only a question that can be answered by what tournaments come once the pandemic is over. Yeah. Yeah. If I was guessing, I don't know. They probably w- would, you know, rather focus less on it because of the existence of Pioneer and trying to get that onto Arena. Yeah. But, like, we don't work there, so I don't know the true answer. Yeah. Do you know what? I hope not. That's I hope answer. not. Yeah. Uh, is Nessian Asp better than Polly K? <laughs> wow. What a hot take. What a question hot from original Theros. Take. What a question eight years in the making. I mean, seriously. Wow. This dispute must go back. Yes. Nessian Asp. Banger of a card. That card was great in that Theros. That card was excellent. What the heck was it? Like a 2-5 or something? It was like a 4-5, Maria. Oh, that yeah, became you're like right. a 
a big chonker. It was a four or five and then it chonked up due to monstrosity, yes, right? Yes, it was already a chonker. And it had and then re- like, did it have reach? We're yeah, going to look it up okay. right now. We have to revisit Nessie Because and Nessie and Ass was so good. Okay. Uh, four and a green for a four or five reach. Whoa. Huge. Six and a green, monstrosity four. Yeah, this was a like big boy. Eight, nine. Yeah, that card was great. I remember big you just like, boy. You always played it in draft. So Pelucranos, on the other hand, the original, original OG. World Eater, two green green for a 5-5, five, five, XX green monstrosity X. When it becomes monstrous, it deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures your opponents control. Each of those creatures deals damage equal to its power to Pelucranos. I think Polykay is still better. <sighs> it's tough, though. It's closer so than it should be. It's absurd that we're even discussing a mythic versus a common, but Nessie and Asp was so good. Yeah, Nessie and, Nessie and Aspen was excellent. So I'm going to say no, but it was close. It was close. It was real close. Uh, next up. We got some commander questions here. Yeah. Uh, should my playgroup ignore mulligan rules in casual games of commander? And I think the argument against it was they were like, it makes people build decks that don't have enough lands or yeah. otherwise degenerate in some way because they can just mulligan to the right yeah. hand. So we're going to solve your problem. Okay. Don't let, don't let people play those decks. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So like, say you've got to have a normal commander deck that you would bring to any normal game of commander. Yeah. And then you can have two free mulligans or whatever. Yeah. Also, I feel like maybe limiting it, like you get two free mulligans. You yeah. don't get like infinite you don't free get mulligans. Infinite. Yeah. I think that's But I point. do like that. Like I do really appreciate when you're playing casual magic, just being like, we're all going to draw seven. Like we don't want to play games of casual magic where like one person just doesn't get to play because they yeah, mulligan to that's five. That defeats the purpose yes. of what you're doing here. <laughs> so, you know, like, yes, within reason. Within reason. Should Soul Ring be in Commander? Hot take. No. So we don't play with them when we play Heads Up Commander here yeah. in the studio. I think especially if you're playing Heads Up Commander, you got to get them out of there. Yeah, it's just too much of an advantage. I think actually in four-person Commander, it's like four or more, it's like probably fine. Yeah. Because there's more checks and balances on the person who gets it out. Yeah, I agree. So it's fine. Unless you're playing Heads Up, in which case, no. Yeah. Should you be allowed to steal someone's commander? I think this is a bit of a flavor question, too. Mm. Because you can in it's commander. It's so mean. It's a thing that happens. Very rude. Very rude. Um, Gosh. I think yes, though. I got to go with yes. Explain yourself. I don't know. I just feel it in my gut. <laughs> it's just how I feel. It just seems so, so rude. Like, if you, I mean, it I guess is. you can capture people's commanders of their armies in battle. If we're thinking about yeah. it like a war. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Because I, then it's just like anytime you get a creature stolen, you can just kill it. Like, yeah, you have to expend your own resources, but there's ways That's to get true. your stuff back. That's true. So I think, yes, you can't just be like, hey, commanders can't be the target of steel spells. Okay. Otherwise, you could just only ever have your commander out and like not have any other creatures. And then like you're blanking their spell intentionally. Because of one silly rule. There you go. So there you go. Yes. Solved. White bordered lands, yay or nay? I think that they're unsightly. I think they're hideous. <laughs> and I want them out of my sight. Well, there you go. Nay. No. <laughs> we say nay. This one, Megan, will. you can have the floor. Tokens versus dice or coins. Get your tokens onto the table, people. 
<laughs> get them on there. You have no reason not to clip yourself some little squares of paper. When you order from Card Kingdom, ask them for some tokens and they will give you some. Usually you just get some in your order anyways. Get tokens. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, we are not fans of unclear board states here on this that podcast. That is the biggest thing. It makes for unclear board states. Yeah. I once had someone at a GP, like with a million saplings, just dropping pocket change onto the table to try and represent them. And I was like, I don't know why you think you can do this. It is unacceptable. How do you even represent that they're tapped? Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, just oh, not it good. It makes me so mad because it is right. It is fundamentally the person with the token's responsibility to make it clear what is happening. It is not your responsibility as a person across from a bunch of tokens to be the person managing their board state. That is not your... Wow, I'm really on a soapbox about this. I knew this. it. I knew it was going to happen. It is not your job <laughs> to manage their board state, right? Like, yeah. you you deserve clear information from your opponent. And if, in fact, you call a judge over, uh, you are allowed to ask your opponent anything whatsoever about the current state of the board. Yes. So, and a judge will be on your side about the tokens thing. Absolutely. And, um, they'll, and they'll go get you some, probably. Exactly. If if your opponent is, like, not maintaining a clear board state, that's on them. That's okay. on them, okay? Whew, and man. you can fix it. So, come yeah. on, everybody. Tokens is the answer. Tokens. Final answer. Um... Mana flood versus mana screw, which is worse? Mana flood. Flood, flood, flood. Flood, oh, 100%. Wow. Flood makes... Yeah, I mean, <sighs> like, look, we all know that screw beats flood. Yeah. So that, first of all, is the first, and like, you know... There's just... Right? Like, yes, there's a unique frustration that comes with getting stuck on two lands. Sure. But it is, in my opinion, nothing compared... To how you feel when you have 10 lands on the battlefield you can't and you do draw anything. another one. Yeah, absolutely. And you're just like this. Because in one way, you're like, okay, well, I only drew two lands. You know, that's, you know, on me for keeping a bad hand or yeah. I just got unlucky or whatever. But if you keep drawing lands, for some reason, you're you're still forced to be in the game and watch yes. yourself die slowly. And do you know what? There are still spells that you can cast on too. Yeah, You might draw a spell true. you can cast. If you just keep drawing lands, you can't cast spells because you don't have any. <laughs> just a terrible feeling. It's a bad feeling. Yeah. So um, we're going to go with uh, Flood is worse. Yeah, flood is worse. Ooh, should Lightning Bolt always be in standard? Do you know what? I will not give you Lightning Bolt. I do think that it's probably too OP for okay. standard. But I will give you Lightning Strike. Sure. I'm I'm on board with Lightning Strike always being legal. Yeah. It plenty, generally yeah. is. Plenty of red decks have played Lightning Strike in the past in Standard. Great card, flexible, two mana, take it. All right, you you got kind of you got kind of what you wanted. Exactly. <laughs> Bolt, I think it's just too OP. Frostbite, great, great like middle ground right now. Yes, but also it can't go face. Can't go face. Yeah. Strike can. So there you go. High roll or odds and evens. I love me and odds and evens. Odds and evens. Uh is generally what I think people do these days. I wonder yeah. why. Because you only have to roll once and then there's no like true. I don't, I feel like you're like less worried about die manipulation if both people are rolling or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I generally do odds and evens too. Mm -hmm. Just faster. Exactly. Just one person rolls, the other person calls. One and done. Yep. One and done. Um, Does the new legendary rule make flavor sense? Ooh, this was from someone who was saying that they think that 
uh, the legendary rule should still apply to everywhere. Because this is the game that you're in, in involved in is yeah. the universe of wherever we are, right? Yeah. And so your legendary creature should only be allowed to be one of them in this yes. universe. And if another person plays one. Like what? It's a paradox. Coming from the day back when Geist of St. Traff, the way you killed it, was to play a Geist of St. Traff. <laughs> That's right. People literally had Very Geist of St. Traff in their sideboard just to Kill Geist of St. Traff, which has hex proof. Which is just a very, very weird time to be alive. Very weird. But do you know what? I'll give it to you. The new legendary rule, while I do think that it is overall beneficial for magic. Yes. Uh, doesn't make flavor sense. No, it doesn't, make right. any, it doesn't make any sense at all. But I think it is better for play to have both players be able to have a, a legendary creature, the same creature in play. Yeah. Is spending money on tricking out your deck a waste? Absolutely no not. Way. Do no you know way. what? Some people, it's their cup of tea. Maria loves it. I love it. Your boggles deck, gorgeous. It's beautiful. You have those like like lightly altered hyena umbras from yes. uh, the artist. Yeah, Howard, Howard Lyon. Lyon. Yeah. Amazing. It's one of my prides and joys. Like yeah. when I when I pick, take it out and get to play with it and I get to cast a hyena umbra, I'm just like, this is the greatest day. <laughs> like it's great. It brings you joy. Yeah. It's not my jam. Yeah. I So I don't do it, but I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that other people really love it. You know what? Don't yuck other people's yums in this case. That's, That's right. That's what we say. Uh, how degenerate is too degenerate for a deck to be? Um, uh, if you're playing casually with your friends, don't be mean. If yeah. it's mean, then it's too far. Yeah, because like we said, you don't want to defeat the purpose of doing the yes. thing in the first place, which let is your, having a good time. Yeah, let your friends play magic. <laughs> if what you did was get together to all play magic, let them do it. Yes. Uh, let's talk about like standard or something. Um, I think a deck with like, are we talking about like, what is the win percentage that's too high? It's, are we talking about know. what is something that's too powerful? I think a card like Oko is a good example too because it, of being too degenerate because it does three things. Yeah. Maybe four things. First of all, it's a huge creature. Yeah. It gains you life. And it never dies. It draws you cards and it never dies. It never dies. That's never, too ever. many things for a card to do. It's loyalty was a billion. Uh, its loyalty was effectively 12 million. Okay. I've never thought of a creature having loyalty. Oko? Did I say Oko? Yeah. I meant Uro. Oh, okay. Never mind. Oops. But yeah, well, Oko too. Yeah. Uro, yeah, it did too many things. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering. I was like, what do you mean it drew cards? But what? I'm just going to let you talk. <laughs> oh. I meant Uro. Yes. If it does like six things. How many things can your card do? Yeah. In which categories? Like and can that it not is, be gotten rid of. That's right? across categories. Cannot be gotten yeah, rid of. Yeah, it just basically. comes on back. Like you can look at a planeswalker and say a planeswalker is busted, but if it's only kind of doing one linear sort of set of things, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. But if it's doing way, way too many things, even talking about Oko, yeah, which was stealing your opponent's stuff, which yeah. was a huge problem. Elking anything. That Elking it anything. To. Could elk anything. Yeah. I think is is one area, you know, I had too much loyalty is a second area. Like these areas are unrelated, right? So like Jace being like, I draw cards and stuff. Okay, Jace, whatever. Go do your Jace thing. But, you know, once you yeah. cr cross lines into several different deck archetypes or whatever, colors even in, in these cases, it's a little too much. Yeah. I'm, That's I'm my call. You. That's my call. Um, are you allowed to use blue even though it makes games quote unquote not fun <laughs> yes you can use blue I mean again caveat don't if you're playing with a 
fun group of people. Don't make your deck only mean. Yeah, no. But there's plenty of fun blue to be had, even if you're like not trying to be hyper competitive. Yeah, you could play Dan Dan. Exactly. <laughs> you can play Behold the Multi. Like you can draw cards. Look, what we're really here to do is draw cards. Okay? Blue isn't about being mean. Blue is about drawing cards. And the counter spells are just because we want to be given time to draw more cards. <laughs> so don't hate the player hate or the color or the color <laughs> or the game. Don't hate. Anyways, we're planeswalkers and indestructible. Wait. Oh, we're planeswalkers and indestructible. Good additions to magic. You know what? This is I think planeswalkers, especially amongst players who were around before planeswalkers mm. hot topic because hot topic. they say no no yeah old school magic players prefer the time when creatures are very weak and the game was more about casting spells yes um and they think it's been quote, and I say also like planeswalkers just fundamentally changed the game absolutely i think they Which think they it did. makes the game too powerful too easy for people yes. it makes it more accessible for more people to play because you know attacking with creatures and whatever is an easier thing to wrap your head around than sitting there with a handful of like 10 spells yeah. or whatever choosing when to deploy them um i think that hmm. planeswalkers do you know what oh man richard garfield mobley also does not like planeswalkers i i don't know wow i'm having a hard time indestructible i think is fine you can minus minus something yeah, yeah. if it has indestructible mm -hmm. um it can be frustrating but like i think the hotter topic there is Hexproof. Yeah, people a lot of people like, don't like no, hexproof. Thank you. Which has, Good I think, day. in recent times, moved over to be protection from. Yes. Which is is better for yeah. sure. Or indestructible. Or indestructible. And I do think like indestructible is preferable to hexproof. Yes, yeah, I agree. Um, um, planeswalkers. I think I'm okay with them yeah. because I like the that they play the game on a different axis so yeah. they they give you a, like we're playing like this kind of game and then we're like Ching, and now we're playing this kind of game yeah i move my hands i do like them fine and i think that like story-wise i think that they are a very important part of magic yeah for sure yeah what's the best magic meme Ooh. the one that comes up all the time when you search magic on any gif is uh -huh. the person flipping the table <laughs> Which I'm like, ah, oh, is that all we got? Yeah. You know, like, why is that representing us as a community? Table flippers. I'm trying to think, too, like, of memes. Like, I do think, like, the Marshall, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yes. no. That's yes. a very good one. That's a very good one. <laughs> I think that's probably tops. That's my favorite, too. Great, yeah. great one. Um, is blue a good color? Yeah. No. Best color. Oops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should your friends play magic? Yes. Yes. If you are trying to convince your friends to play magic, have them listen to this clip right here. Yeah, this clip. Play magic. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. You're going to have a great time. It's literally the best game that's ever been invented. It's going to take you some time to learn, but you will never regret it. You won't regret it. You'll expand your life. You'll expand your friends. You'll expand your mind. Yes. And you'll always have something to do. You'll never be bored ever yep. again. That's pretty cool. It's great. Play it. Um, is paper magic dead? Yeah, it's so dead it earned 23% more in 2020 than the year before. So, no. no, paper magic is not dead. Um, in fact, they said, so 23% was magic overall. Yeah. But they said tabletop grew more than arena. Yes, that is true. So, 
I think no. I think that even though I'm a person who prefers arena just because it's so flexible, it fits into my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have any of the elements of social anxiety sometimes that come up when you're yep. playing in person. Um, to me, paper magic is still the heart of the game. It absolutely is. I yes. mean, it's there in the name, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Uh, that's why people love it so much because of these big tournaments you could go to because of Friday Night Magic, because you can play a game of Commander with your friends at your house or whatever. The social aspect is such an important part of the game. There is no way that they can, they or anybody can kill that part of the game. Yeah. It's just impossible. What does it mean for like tournament play and stuff moving forward? I have no idea. Who knows? No but clue. I think especially looking back on 2020, like you can't look at the last year and be like, they're killing paper magic. It's like, no, there was a pandemic. Like, let's give us some time to figure out what happens after this. Yeah. And I think even in 2020, we had a great mix of digital and paper tournaments yeah. coexisting, which yeah. I thought was really nice. Like the players tours events were all paper magic. Yeah. And those were big tournaments. And then, of course, you had other outside vendors like doing uh, arena tournaments or everybody got together, brought their laptop and played on arena. Mm-hmm. So we, I think we had a nice mix. And I think that'll continue to be the case into the future. Yeah. Um, mid-range versus control. I mean, look, mid-range is halfway to being control, so just go all the way. <laughs> what are you doing here in the middle ground? Exactly. Do you know what? Don't waffle. You know what? Choose. I'm not I'm not a control player, but I agree with you. Like, just play control. Come on. Yeah, man. Just play control. Uh ooh, I love this one. <laughs> Who really is the best player of all time? Well, this is something that gets debated constantly. Yes. Um, Paolo Vitor D'Amadorosa. There's so many options. Opinion. You know what? I am going to agree with you. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, it's Kai Bude or it's another one of the players from back in the early days of Magic. John Finkel. John Finkel. I think Finkel. it's like a very strong contender. I think John, obviously. yeah, Fink- Finkel and Paolo, I think, are at the top two right now. Yeah. I think that, like, I think that Paolo is just an absurdly good magic player yeah he is kind of unbelievably good and it's interesting to think about these players within their own spheres because back in the days of finkel was the time when you couldn't go on the internet and just find any deck ever yeah, or whatever so true. it's kind of a different skill set although that's not necessarily true for him because he can just show up at a tournament and make the top eight yeah but like uh paulo is catching him i think i don't think he surpassed him yet on like top finishes but I don't know off the top of my head. Hold but on. but he you know he'll get there. <laughs> I have no doubt in my head if um that he'll get there. And Paulo has survived from starting playing the game as pretty young like teenager into here he is nowadays with success after success after success. And here's the weirdest part: he makes it look stinking easy. Yeah, he makes it look simple. Him winning the world championship last year, it was like he didn't even crack yes. his knuckles. Like. Oh, it is. I think that he I honestly, my opinion is that it's it's not a debate between him and Finkel. I think that it is just Paulo. Yeah, Um, that's what I that's what I say right now, too. And so, yeah, period. That's that. Put a stamp on it. He has 13 pro tour top eight finishes and two wins. But that does still make him second for most PT top eights. Yeah. Like, I think it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so we're agreed. The answer yeah. is Paulo Vitor Damadorosa. Um, <laughs> love this next question. Is it all secretly real? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes. It is. Um, is EDH pay to win? 
Depends on what kind of EDH you're playing. <laughs> yeah, I think that you can talk with your play group and always be like, hey, we need to have some constraints on the power level of this. Yep. Um, or some something to help mitigate if people can't afford to play at the same power level as other people in the group. Yeah. Again, that's all about making sure it's a fun experience for everyone there. Yeah, just talk it out, you know. And at when there was GPs, they had the command zone there, you know. And yeah. you could kind of go to the area that had the power level that you were looking for which yes, i thought was kind of cool exactly so um so i can certainly understand a frustration sometimes when you encounter people who are playing really busted decks because they have access to just like whatever cards they want to put in it yeah um but also i think that eg edh especially is a very flexible format where you can find the way to play that you want to so if you're feeling frustrated with that just find the set of people who are playing the way you want to play yeah it. and if those people are not into it like the fish, the, the fish sea is a big place. The fish sea <laughs> is a big place. There's a lot of dandans in the ocean. <laughs> there we go. That's it. <laughs> Next up is Magic Reel. If it's not, what are we doing this podcast? I don't know. I feel I'm like we've done this podcast <laughs> for eight years. Like, <laughs> if it's not, Oops. we're in big trouble. <laughs> Should proxies be allowed? Um, in your casual play group? Again, that's up to y'all. Yeah. In tournament magic, I think not, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. just doesn't. Um, we just doesn't make. It does it not make sense. Makes sense. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Does playing control make you a terrible person? Yeah. And do you know what? We we feast on your negative energy. <laughs> we drink your salty, salty it tears. It only makes us stronger every time that you call us terrible. <laughs> Look what you've done, question asker. <laughs> Is it? So dumb that you can block and then sacrifice. <laughs> I love this debate. A plus. Yes, it's dumb. It's, it's very dumb that stupid. You can both block and then sacrifice that creature. At, like, to, yeah. if you have an instant speed sacrifice effect. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, but it's do you dumb. know what? It happened. We. I remember yeah. when I first learned about this little trick back in the day, and I also then thought it was dumb. And today, I still think it's dumb. But well, you know you what? Go. It exists. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, is infect too toxic to play in EDH? Oh yeah, and I mean, somebody it's asked, literally toxic. Somebody asked about the, like how should you go up to fifteen poison counters instead of ten in EDH? I do think that. Yeah, I do think that there should be some kind of mitigation for the fact that it's EDH. So like, I think that infect is very cool. It and is poison cool. is very cool, and so I don't want to completely take that away. Yeah. Um, just like stealing stuff, right? Agree. Uh, but yeah, I do think that. Talking again, talking with your group and being like, "Hey, what if we did fifteen poison counters instead of 10? Yeah, totally just make reasonable. it make it as long as the decks feel like they're on somewhat of an even playing field. I think it's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. And finally, the question for all time is: Magic dying? <laughs> you know what? Well, uh, to which we just say once again: once Nothing again. says dying like being twenty three percent up <laughs> the year before. So true. Like. Uh-huh. Oh, it's just delicious to me. Anytime anybody posts anything about magic, this killing magic, magic being dead, or oh. this is ruining magic, whatever, because it is literally never it true. Is obviously, it is so not dying. and has been provably wrong a hundred thousand times. A hundred thousand times. Oh. So <laughs> the answer is no. 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 It's in not. fact, it is bigger and better than ever, which is pretty incredible for a game that's more than twenty-five years old. Absolutely. Wow. There we go. There you go. We settled All it. All of your debates. We solved them. Solved. Solved. Settled. Done. Gavel has been brought down. If you ever have this debate again, you can just point towards this, towards this episode yep. and just be like, here you go. Here you go. 
big thanks to Ultra Pro for being another one of the sponsors of our show. What do you yeah. got there? Last week we talked about the score pads, but I realized we hadn't brought this awesome one from Kaldheim. Oh yeah, it's so cool. Oh, it's so cool. And then also their sleeves because you can catch me playing these sweet Nico sleeves in our half box sealed battle. Yeah, we opened a box of Kaldheim and we built 60 card standard mm-hmm. quote unquote decks, sealed quote unquote decks yeah. from, the, from our half boxes. And do you know what? Judge Rob himself has said, like, ultra pro sleeves, if you're playing double face cards, they are one of the few kinds of sleeves that does not have a problem with being transparent. Absolutely. So check them out. They've got all of the awesome art that you need for your magic collection. All of the great stuff here available at your friendly local game store or over at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Well, everyone, that is our episode. We yeah. are happy to have to have really just brought some clarity mm-hmm. i'm glad we finally quieted down the discourse yes absolutely now nobody can debate this you stuff you cannot anymore. have any of these debates any longer you can't because we solved them yeah so that's, that's just the way it is you know we're a public service that's how yeah. we see ourselves next week we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming by which we mean you'll figure out what it is next week <laughs> Thanks again to everybody who supports us over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Become a patron. You'll feel so great doing it and you'll help make this show happen. Yeah. Um, we have a, we've got a new website design out as well over at goodluckhigh5.com if you want to check it out. Looks um, so good. Continued updates to come in the future. But yeah, really excited to bring that to you. So continuing to update things, bring you new things. We've got this half box sealed video coming out. Uh, it's just like so much good stuff. Yeah, man. Um, thank you again to Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro for being wonderful sponsors of this show. And you know, until next time, party on. Party on, peanuts. Go, go, go.